Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, a very sick <laughs> multimedia producer, Aaron Labar. <laughs> yes, you sound you sound not good. I'm I'm okay. We'll make it through. Good. It's it's sexy, right? Like a nice <laughs> rasp. <laughs> nice and easily nice rasp. And congested. <laughs> um yeah, we have a we uh you weren't here. I was not week. here. I no. was not here. Michaela no. was here. It was great. Yes, well thank Michaela McKenzie our photojournalist for filling in yeah um but good to have you back thank you so we'll discuss about your travels yeah out east and yours too and mine too also out east out east out but here but, yes. but less east <laughs> um what else are you gonna talk about uh we are going to talk about jets playoffs and how it has now started impacting other things happening in the city mm-hmm. we're also going to discuss the emergency alert system <laughs> and had everyone panicked apparently <laughs> what else were we going to talk about um odiseo which is oh, yeah. starting uh, or will have started already by the time this airs So, <laughs> how was your week besides getting the plane flu? Yeah, the plane flu happened when I got back, like literally immediately after I got back. So, I was okay during the trip, but I was in Halifax and I went to Charlottetown as well. Fun. Um, I also have a cough candy in my mouth, so I'm sorry if it's making clacking sounds. Just a festival of noises you over know, here. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just a mess <laughs> today. But um, no, it was great. I've never been, as I mentioned, I've never been to the East Coast before. Mm-hmm. And I loved Charlottetown. We kind of went like a week or two before season opening right because it was still a little bit chilly but we were like walking around and if we'd see people in their stores getting stuff set up we kind of just knock on the door and they would always let us in oh that's nice chatting. yeah so we're a really friendly nice. yeah. friendly province yeah um but uh, oddly enough in charlottetown the only people that we run into were winnipeggers <laughs> oh that's so funny so we were like going in the store and a bunch of people with manitoba on the back of their jackets walked out and the shopkeeper said that it is like a bowling tournament or something. Oh, my God. And then we went out for dinner. And we were playing games at this this like bar. And um, this girl fell off a stair. She lost her balance. Oh, my God. And she's like, don't mind me. I'm from Winnipeg. And we're like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. So that was really weird. Yeah. It's amazing how you can find them every, no matter where and you that, go. But that's like, like literally the only people that we met. <laughs> that has happened to me in other places as well. So particularly yeah. Toronto, like you yeah. run into Winnipeggers all the time yeah. there. But and then we went to Halifax because the East Coast Music Awards were happening, mm-hmm. and I was a juror for them. So we got to see a lot of good shows. We went to the award ceremony. It was really lovely, and the weather held out, which was nice. It was only rainy the first couple of days, and then after that, we were golden. Very nice. And yeah. you ate some. I shellfish. did. I ate shellfish. And I didn't ate lobster die. and crab, and I had a mussel. I didn't die. I didn't like the mussel could have done without that hence the only the one muscle one yeah i tried (laughs) one just to say that i did it um yeah and it was my birthday that week as well so i went out for a really nice dinner and i went to the keith's brewery which is very exciting fun a little bit day drunk because my friend (laughs) i went with doesn't drink so right all of her samples went to me and that was actually an incredible amount of beer to drink in the span of one hour. <laughs> so it was a good birthday. Good. Um, I also Got went away drunk. on an airplane. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, my bestie and I went to Niagara Falls, Niagara on the Lake and Toronto because mm-hmm. we were going to see uh, the band Haim and the rapper Lizzo opened. And that show was so insanely good. If you're not <laughs> familiar with Lizzo, I suggest you... She makes me feel great about myself. She's incredible. She's just, <laughs> she's so like body positive. Yeah. Like she is a larger lady and she was like in a like 
pink spandex thong for the entire like twerking <laughs> like and uh yeah she's just great her dancers are great the big girls Aww. and they danced the entire time and it kind of felt like you were at both like a really like because obviously they're professional hip-hop dancers yeah but it also had kind of the vibe of like a school talent show because okay. they were very like peppy and into yeah, it yeah. and heim was great yeah i would assume I'm, so i'm sad we weren't really sitting on the side where you could see sd heim aka base face oh yeah because she does make insane faces she does yeah she's she's my she's my fave of the heim sisters (laughs) um and then we also went to a bunch of vineyards around the niagara falls region Mm -hmm. um and there was a vineyard that we went to called consulman's which i had actually never heard of but i guess it's formerly a peach orchard so their famous wine is their peach wine which i kind of thought was going to be really like cloying and syrupy like and dessert gross. wine yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't it's almost like they could actually probably market it as a rosé oh but delicious but there we did a junk food pairing so oh. they matched up their various wines with various junk food items such as miss vicky's chips that went with like the sparkling riesling oh. um and uh the but the two interesting ones from that that actually taught me a lot about pairings which i'm now going to teach all of you who are listening, um, a York peppermint patty with a really spicy Shiraz, which I thought was interesting. So basically, when after you take a bite of the peppermint patty and then you drink the Shiraz, it tastes like a completely different wine. It totally smooths it out. Weird. It's crazy. And then the peanut butter cup. So apparently peanut is a very hard flavor to pair. Because, I think so. That's quite yeah. strong. And when you're doing pairings, you can either amplify things that are in the wine. So if you have like a wine with a lot of like berry notes, then you can pair it with berries or whatever mm-hmm. or like complementary like opposing flavors so kind of like the mint spice thing yeah um peanut i guess is a flavor that sometimes is an unpleasant note that can sometimes happen in northern climate wines so you don't really want to oh. bring that out but they figured out that if you pair it with a really jammy pinot noir it tastes like pb and j which it does amazing i know i learned so much and we're gonna have um ben mcfee sigurdsson back on next yeah week to do his next edition of budget wine of the month club so maybe we'll see if he can do some junk food pairings for us yeah because it was fun and they do it in the off season like it was just basically like when they were bored and they're like yeah. everyone bring something from their you know cupboard or whatever and we'll figure out how to pair it <laughs> school. um i also haven't been to niagara falls since i was a child uh-huh what a place like so you, did have you go this... on the maid of the mist no we did not go i saw them okay i saw it happen. that's the only thing i know so, i haven't been there either so basically it's like a giant like amusement park for kids like it's what it's the town of niagara falls is it's like there's more wax museums and haunted houses <laughs> per capita than one needs like as you're walking <laughs> down to the falls there's like there's seriously we counted five haunted houses like, <laughs> it's just like Why? it is like a and apparently like a life-size like a mario kart track is opening there in june oh my like God. it is like it is definitely geared towards kids yeah but what's interesting about it is that it's also kind of seedy and run down so it has like this weird vibe of like being totally for children but also being like a little murdery oh, i'm very on like very much on like a seedy Un- strip like <laughs> you're une- on unease yeah niagara falls it is a strange and wondrous place. The, the jets the jets are good. I'm, I'm having a hard time reconciling this. I know we were going to talk about emergency alerts first, but yeah. I think we're going to talk about the jets first because okay. I'm just so stunned that this happened. Okay. Not that I've been following the playoffs 
super hardcore. I just feel like everyone, yeah. I feel like if you live here, you have to follow the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I've watched all the games because I was traveling with someone who's very into the Jets. Yeah. And I now am living with someone who's very into the Jets. So it's just weird. Like living in a Winnipeg where the Jets are good. I'm like, this is so new and strange. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, you know, like, um, because we're so used to them. Uh. I think we're so used to that underdog narrative, right? And yeah. now it's like, can we even call them underdogs anymore? Are they just like a really... I think they probably still are. But like, they have been doing so well. I and know. like, these are like big scoring games. Yeah. Like last night's, because we record on Fridays. Yeah. I was like, wow, we're doing it. It's happening. I selfishly kind of hope that they wouldn't do it. <laughs> because it, I'm really tired of It's a of lot hockey. of It's a lot of hockey. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm I know. I'm very proud of our, our guys. But selfishly, I was like, maybe things will go back to normal now. Yes, we're going to do that thing that moms do when they're complaining about their babies. And they go, but of course, I love my child. Yeah. Of course, we're proud that the Jets are doing well and we're happy for our city and we're happy everyone's happy. But yeah, like I'm feeling you on the playoff fatigue. I'm maxed out for sure. And there's so much more hockey I to know, come, I especially know. if they continue being successful. Which they probably will. If they go all the way. Which We're I don't, I don't know. We maybe, are looking at June. I know. And maybe it's possible. Maybe. Because it seems like anything is. Like I, I think was, for me, it's kind of like an attention deficit thing where there's like yeah. so many other things that are going to start happening in the city. Totally. That like having this other thing going on too, it's just like drawing my, my focus in too many different directions. Even within the walls of Bell MTS Place. Mm-hmm. So now we are starting to run into. Overlap. Concert. Issues. Issues. Yeah. And as you recall, well, the story that you did about this very thing about jets competing with concerts. And then when yeah. I did the tour routing story. Yeah. So, so we're both very well versed yeah. in, in why this is happening. Yeah. But basically, um, the Queens of the Stone Age are s- scheduled to play a show on May 20th, which is a Sunday. Yes. Which is and already a hard concert day anyway. It is. A little bit. Um, But when the NHL announced the dates for round three, game five lands in Winnipeg the afternoon of the 20th. And there's no way there's really no way to, to switch it around flip in time. It. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. It may not it happen, is. but it may happen. So I think they are in talks with yeah, they are. Live Nation Canada to try to figure well, that out. Because they're going to have but... to pull the trigger sooner. Yeah. They can't wait until game two or game three or whatever is going to decide right. whether there's going to be game five. Because people are traveling for the show. People are have you know accommodations booked and it looked from what i saw on ticketmaster that it sold pretty well like there aren't mm-hmm. like there's still tickets left for yeah. queens of the stone age but yeah. not like well they're a popular band and they haven't ton. been here for quite a few years i think it's probably been well at least six or seven years since they've been here that convention center show was probably the last and time. then the only time they came close was edmonton i was kind of going through the uh yeah the facebook feed of people commenting in the discussion and and a lot of people had traveled to Edmonton last time to see them so it's it's a big deal for their fans that they're coming yeah so I think it's going to start having um spillover effect on other ticketed events so even not even Bell MTS Place shows but other things that are going on in the city yeah um I could see being potentially affected by the focus being so much so on hockey I know I was I was talking about this the other day like we're going to talk about this in a second, but Odyssey was started mm-hmm. um, and they have now extended to June 17th, which now overlaps with Jazz Fest. So if right. we have Odyssey, Jazz Fest and playoff hockey all happening at the same time. I feel like that's going to split everyone's <laughs> 
not only their attention but their dollars their for their sure entertainment dollars because that's the thing like none of these things are you have to make decisions basically yeah. we've talked about that before just you know talking about paying for experiences and kind of how you prioritize that because yeah. it's impossible to do it all um which is a good reminder that the street parties are still free but they are they are now. ticketed now yeah so that is something to keep in mind if you haven't attended or considering attending as it goes forward yes um because they're just getting so big large yeah um which again speaks to how many people are focused on this one thing yeah but it's interesting because and i know we've talked about this a little bit as playoffs have been going on and again go jets go <laughs> go jeffs go <laughs> go jeffs go um it's kind of a, this feeling i'm feeling it's not it's kind of it's borderline resentment a little bit like where it's like oh yeah I get you. If you're kind of, because everyone wants to be in on it, right? Everyone wants to be part of something, everyone. And it's kind of that narrative that hockey unites us all. But when you're on the peripheral of that and you're not really included, I'm included in so far as I live live here here. (laughs) and I pay attention because I work for a newspaper. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like a weird, almost exclusionary thing, which is weird because it's something that's supposed to be so inclusive. Right. right. But yeah, when you're kind of like on the, the outside edge of it, it's kind of like, well, there's other important things happening too, you guys. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's that true. kind of feeling. But. And for me, just like on a, like to bring it right back down. Yes. To the ground. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm getting not annoyed, but like resentful that time is being taken away from other mm-hmm. like personally important things. Like my partner. <laughs> he cleaned the bathroom last night because yes. he was supposed to do it while I was away and he didn't do it yes. because he wasn't feeling well but he's like did it while the game was happening and this was like a big deal and he's like I told you I was gonna do it I even did it while the game was on and I'm like I don't care that the game's on like this, this these games should not be pulling you away from your duties as a human being in the household I think there are a lot of playoff widows and widowers oh god out there who are like oh, like my boyfriend's super into this or my wife's super into this and I'm, you know, yeah. not, I'm less into it. Um, so yeah, but I feel like that's the part of playoffs that nobody talks about. Yeah. Like that and like, oh good, you're growing your disgusting beard. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> each to each his own. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so it's but it does take an incredible amount of time. It like does. It really does. Because not only are you watching the game, but you're like participating in, um, I don't know, fantasy pools or Mm -hmm. whatever and you're on twitter and you're reading articles and you're watching videos and you're trying to enter this contest to win tickets and like it's just like a 24 7 absorption of your brain yeah huge huge amount of time and also like and then what are you gonna do with your life when this is over i know that's the thing so much free time yeah everyone's lives are especially if you're like a really (laughs) diehard fan your life's kind of on hold a little bit like you're not gonna like let's say you wanted to go to a cabin that had no internet or tv you're not going no because you have to watch the game you yeah. know like things like that so I'll, I'm, I'll be interested to see how things progress as they go further and further yes i have that mix of being like it would be cool if they won but yeah. also june's, june's, <laughs> far june's away. very far away did you receive the emergency alert i did on one of my phones my so, personal phone i got it my work phone i did not i only got it well i just have my work phone and i received it and it was very... So we're both going to live. It was very alarming. <laughs> yeah. It was shocking. Yeah. Um, cause it, so yeah. So they were testing out the emergency alert this week, last week. And it was quite spotty. A lot of people didn't get it. Didn't receive it. Like my husband didn't get it. Uh-oh. I know. 
I told him I would tell him in the event of a nuclear holocaust that I would let him know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just... And now, what makes this story even crazier isn't that it didn't work on everyone's phones, which it really should. Yes. Especially if this is how we're getting information now. <laughs> but that they're not testing it again until next May. You're like, well, and also, we don't know what happened, but we'll see you try year. next year. Also, uh, we were in a store. I think it was Shoppers or something like that. And the older people behind us were like freaked out by it because their phones went off and i guess they hadn't seen the numerous news reports it's in it's intense i forgot was like, Baby! <laughs> she's like freaking out and this poor woman was like i thought my phone was gonna explode <laughs> yeah because it's like a quick succession of like if you have it on vibrate yeah it's like oh my phone's blowing up but, yeah yeah um so yeah so that was another sort of thing that was like weirdly exclusionary for people like i think people were like <laughs> that our theme this week <laughs> yeah like inclusion exclusion i think people were like why didn't i get this I'm like what does it mean? I kind of thought it was one of the... I didn't Do I have to sign up somewhere? I didn't realize it was unintentional that everybody didn't get it. I mm. thought it was one of those things where we're like, we're just going to test this with a pool of people. Right. But apparently um, they were not supposed to, <laughs> no. to do that. No. Everyone it was, <laughs> it was in fact to get, it. get the emergency alert. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, technology. It's great <laughs> when it works, but then when it doesn't. What, what? What, what? Uh, horses. Horses. Cavalia started, or Odyssey, or I should say Odyssey. Odyssey. is the production company. Right. I have been chronically mixing those two up. Yeah. I shouldn't because it's yes. basically the only thing I write about now. That <laughs> is your beat. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, you covered it when it came to Winnipeg for the, the first, first time. time. That yeah. was the debut. That was the big, the big one. Back this year. Yeah. Which, there's got to be some pressure involved in that. Yeah. Because it, it was a success last they year. They sold, uh, they had a seven week run. It was 55 shows. I've memorized all these stats because I've written them so many times. Uh, more than 100,000 tickets sold. I'm loving all the knowledge. A quarter of which were sold from outside the perimeter. So wow. people traveling into the city too. So 25,000 tickets of people coming into the city to see the show. That's amazing. Not just from like rural Manitoba, but from the States, from all over the place. Um, and that's why stuff like that is so good for Winnipeg to have because of economic development. Money, 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 money back into the economy. Yeah. Um, I think the lady from Tourism Winnipeg that I spoke to at that time said about $4 million was dropped back into the economy by way of advertising accommodations for um, people working in the show, food, uh, everything, gas. So all that money gets dropped back all that in. Stuff. Yeah. Um, this year I just spoke to one of the tour promoters yesterday, no, two days ago. And he said they had just about hit the 30,000, uh, 30,000 ticket mark. Oh, okay. Which is pretty similar to where they were at the same time in 2015. So it looks like, you know, comparable stats. I don't know that that it will hit quite as high as it did last time just because a lot of people don't have the means to go see it again because it is not cheap. Right. Um, and w- when was it again last time? It was in the fall of 2015. Right. Sorry, because I don't know. I kept like, saying last year because it it time. Yeah, I think it ran like... <laughs> time sept- is a flat circle. Like all of September and then part of October. And then they stopped only... They stopped extending it only because winter was coming and they can't have the horses outside obviously and they packed up and three days later it snowed so it was oh, wow so this time i think they did it well i know they did it strategically to come in june uh may and june so that if they did need to extend it they, they wouldn't could. have to worry i mean they're going to montreal is the last stop i think they're going there at the mid july and then they're done touring like that's it for their show oh like ever <coughs> yeah ah so so it's just us in montreal and that's it um, no, I was going to ask you, um, if there was anything new this year 
that people should know about if they saw it last time? Uh, yes, there are some new things. They're trying to keep some stuff under wraps, as you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have moved some of the numbers around a bit. They have a pony. A pony? His name's Renaissance, and they call him Rene. Oh, my God. He's a little white pony. He's really cute. Uh, and then uh, local singer Maria Aragon is going to be performing in the show, which they announced a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. Yeah. And they've never had a guest singer before. So that's something new. And is she going to be kind of like how they do with Cirque where she's like hidden away or is she going to be like on? No, she's, I think they're going to be on the stage. Oh, cool. <coughs> um, Sorry, guys. It's kind of something that I've wanted to talk about on the pod before. This is kind of an interesting segue. I saw a Twitter feed just about things that you believed for kind of an embarrassing long amount of time. Like someone was like, <coughs> I thought Martha's Vineyard was where Martha Stewart lived, mm. which also same. I also thought that. But mine was, I thought a pony was a baby horse for a very long time. And it isn't. A pony is its own thing. Yep. Do you have one of those? Where you're like, I believe that this was a thing for a long time. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything. It's. It took me a while, too. Because I, I wanted to participate in this thread because it was hilarious. Sounds but I like couldn't it. think of anything. But pony reminded me. Yeah, that was mine. I thought a pony was a baby horse. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to finish with reading, watching, listening this week. Are you, you're watching. Watching. I'm going to do a movie. I know we usually do TV for watching. Actually, I'm going to do TV and a, I'm going to do a movie and TV quickly because there's two things I want to talk about. Um, so I saw the film Tully before I went to Toronto. Um, I was very excited for this film because I love Diablo Cody's other films that she wrote, like Juno, Young Adult. Um, and... It was getting hard to avoid spoilers because there's quite, it's not really a twist, but let's just say like a surprise in the third act of this film that I will not spoil for you unless it's been spoiled for you already then. I'm sorry. Um, So I saw it the night it came out and it was so, it really surpassed my expectations and I think is a very necessary movie about motherhood. Um, it's been generating quite a bit of criticism for its portrayal of postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis, but I actually think the way they did it is really realistic and powerful. So I highly Who's recommend it. Again? Uh, Charlize Theron. Oh right, okay. And uh, Mackenzie Davis from *Halt and Catch Fire*. She plays Tully, she the night nurse. Show, even though you told so me I should. And then, are you watching *The Handmaid's Tale*? Remind me. Uh, I watched some of the first season, but I didn't finish it. So the second season has started. And I've been watching it and it is markedly more violent. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how to. Because I already kind of found the first season a little bit. Right. Like literally the there was so there's a kind of a two episode season opener and it literally gave me nightmares. Why? What happened? It's just disturbing. Yeah. And like, I mean, it already the premise is disturbing, but yeah, like I just the first season go through the entirety of the novel. And now this correct. And now we're kind of getting off book. So yeah, I'm going to continue watching it because I still think it's good TV and worthwhile. But I just thought it was interesting how I, I feel like tonally it's a little bit different. Yeah. And I haven't uh, I haven't read too much if other people are finding this problematic or not. Like it's not it's not quite veering into torture Is porn. Is it not the same director? But it's getting there. Um, I believe it is the same. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, it's still, I think a good... It's a good show just right. to watch, but it's also like an important show. But yeah, yeah I just thought it was interesting how um, there's a bit of a change there for me that I'm not sure how I feel I do want to finish the first season. I'm going to try to, maybe if I take a sick day next yes. week, I can uh, yes. catch up on my Handmaid's Tale. And then we can discuss. Yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to like figure out how I feel about it. But Yeah. Yeah. 
What are you reading, watching, or listening to? Um, I just read um, the Vogue cover story uh, about Georgina Chapman, who is oh, the yeah. now ex-wife of Harvey Weinstein. Uh, I have not read that yet, but it's, it's good. On my list. It's really good. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of she she was very quiet. She didn't say anything really, right? Other than filing for divorce, which speaks mm-hmm. <laughs> you know volumes. Um, she said she didn't really even go out in public for five months. Wow. And she's like, mostly I'm just concerned about my kids. Like he's still their dad and they still love him. And like, what are people going to say to them? Like what are the, I just was like heartbreaking. And you know, she kind of talked a little bit about, uh, people criticizing her saying like, how could she not know what was going on? And, and it, it's a very interesting piece and I would highly recommend reading it. Yeah. It's definitely on my list for sure. Because I think that is a perspective I have been wondering about. Yes. And she's been so silent quiet yeah so yeah um what are you working on uh well i have a couple more odiseo stories in the works as the show kind of progresses um i spoke to the logistics director who is in charge of kind of well everything really and when it comes to construction and and the layout of the site cool and she's only 31 years old and she's one of the only women if not the only woman to hold that role for a major touring production oh interesting and so we had a chat with her i'm gonna do a little mini profile she's really cool cool um and then we're going to be getting ready for festival season pretty soon yeah, so it's ramping up it's ramping up um i just i had a column on saturday looking at tully but also um i read three other books that came out that were kind of looking at motherhood from a very mm-hmm. it's a very truth in motherhood and we need it um so i read about that for saturday and then i'm working on some sort of royal wedding preview Ooh. because that is coming Coming's up it's coming up quick. and i'm like i wouldn't say that i was a royal watcher really before but because of the crown, actually, I'm <laughs> significantly more into it. So, right. so I'll have all the details for how, where, why, all that, all that good stuff. Okay. Um, as always, you can find everything that we're working on at WinnipegFreePress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Naya Rebel on Twitter, Instagram, Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at BearTheLead at WinnipegFreePress.com. And some personal news. We are moving the posting date of the show. So you, Yeah, we're going back to Friday. We're going Monday back to Friday. Sucks. Monday sucks. Mondays do suck. Mondays. Um, so Friday. So you will... Double pod this week. Double pod this week. So we will see you then. Bye.